2: Welcome to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. It's us. Hi, Jess Navarre, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison here with you on this Monday, ladies. Uh I wish it was a little more positive mood today mm. to uh kick off our week. Unfortunately, not going to be a fun week here at the Star in Frisco. Your Dallas Cowboys falling short to the Arizona Cardinals 28 to 16. Christy, welcome back. I'm sure it was a long flight home. (laughs) Uh, A very quiet flight, I would imagine.
0: Actually, they're really fast after a loss because everyone (laughs) wants to get out of the locker room. There also were storms in Dallas, so we actually landed 20 minutes early. So it's like there was a lot of incentive to uh, get back and start to put uh, Sunday behind everyone.
2: Absolutely, and uh, we have a lot to unpack with this game. The good, the bad, the very ugly uh, within it. So... Twenty eight sixteen. I don't think this was a game that anybody predicted uh, that that would be the final score and the Cardinals would come out with the win. If I'm being honest, I think uh, the word of the week is overlooked. I think a lot of people overlooked the Cardinals and Josh Dobbs and what he was able to do there. Aisha, you've had time to, yeah, I know, you've had time to <laughs> to uh, to come down from from it, mm-hmm. right? And you've had time to kind of think through. Let's start there. What are the initial things that stood out to you to why the Dallas Cowboys couldn't pull off the win in this game?
1: Well, on the offensive side of the ball, I wanted to take into consideration, I think Tony Pollard said after the game yesterday, and, and Mike McCarthy kind of alluded to you, when you have three starting offensive linemen or two get hurt on a Saturday, which Christie's explained to us, just kind of how the weekly schedule plays into how a team is successful, I feel like, well, they talked about it. Like, they had to change a lot of their alignments, some of their game plan, and the, the red zone struggles continue, my friends. Like, the, that is probably my biggest takeaway from the game. They were able to move the, move down the field. Um, the penalties were not helpful. And on the defensive side of the ball, listen to all the player interviews and you go look at the game. You see that they did not play assignment-based football. They did not um, – play for their brother yesterday and that was clear and so that to me kind of sums up why the game went the way it did and the
0: cardinals were prepared they were prepared yeah yeah. they they played really well hats off to the cardinals a great plan they really utilized their guys um what went right for the cowboys in the first two weeks didn't happen in week three no takeaways Mm. only two sacks um There had been no giveaways, and then there was the one at the end where uh, Dak was picked off in the end zone. And in the first two weeks, the Cowboys did not shoot themselves in the foot. It was the other team that was making the mistakes yesterday with those 13 penalties, and there there could have been more. There were some that were multiple penalties on the same play or were declined. Mm. So it was just a game of fits and starts whenever there was any kind of momentum going for the Cowboys, they would make a mistake, usually mm-hmm. a penalty. And so it doesn't matter who your opponent is. And uh, even though we talked about it last week, the Cardinals were 0-2, but we talked about how well their offense had played, yeah. particularly in the first half of those games, oh, you know. Yeah. And Michael <laughs> mm-hmm. Wilson, who Aisha mentioned, you know, with yep. a, a big play. And so, um, yeah, you just – you can't be. it's hard enough to beat another team – without you know you beat yourself yes. forget it forget it it doesn't matter who you play yeah.
2: absolutely and well, trust me we're going to talk about the penalties Christy last uh last season I don't know if you remember the running joke that became of the game to take a drink anytime I mention penalties on this podcast well we have 13 reasons today ma'am to take 13 drinks so yeah. uh, I don't yeah. have one th- but th- this ain't just Dr. Pepper yeah <laughs> you know There's what that. it's excuse today it's excuse today 13 penalties for over 100 yards I mean that's you're not you're not setting yourself up to win at that yeah. point point. 13 and, penalties for 107 yards I and, and
0: what was so there. frustrating so many of them pre-snap penalties yeah. and what's the one thing Mike McCarthy told yeah. us a couple weeks ago that he takes penalties and he divides them into three different categories and the one category where it's being aggressive you know some of those uh where you're you know maybe mm-hmm. don't pull up on you know hitting a player some there are penalties of aggression and so those are understood by coaches but pre-snap and post-snap penalties you just cannot have that and uh and It was all three phases of the game. Man, listen. Boy, there's penalties on special teams, that holding call, wiping out the 51-yarder return, punt return by Kevontae Turpin. I know that the offense still, they were back at their own, what, 19 or 23 instead Mm of uh, up in Cardinals territory, and they still drove down uh, to the four-yard line. But still, that was a 61-yard penalty by the time you take the 51 yards on the return and then tack on the holding against Devin Harper just Absolute killers that place there were yeah. so many cowboy fans yesterday and everyone was so excited on that play and then you know the flag it, it was the correct call, happened to be right in my line of sight. I'm like, it it was the correct mm-hmm. call. Yeah, that flag came out while the punt was still in the air. Um uh, Harper trying to block um Gardette releasing off the line into coverage. So it it was correct. But man, that that was a killer.
2: And here's the thing, I have been going back to rewatch a lot of where those penalties were drawn, right? And I think the one that's being the most talked about right now is the non-call on Michael Gallup that was actually called back for defensive pass interference, which could have gotten the Cowboys back on the board. XYZ, that was kind of their last chance to, to score a touchdown uh, with that drive. It's so interesting because, obviously— penalties not called but you can't rely on that you can't rely on a penalty to be called to save your game at that point you shouldn't be in that hole to even get to that point to have to do that and yes i i When I look back and watch it, even if I take the bias glasses off and and as much as I wanted that flag to be called, they should have called it. I I agree. I I think so. But you also can't rely on that. And and if you want to win games, 13 penalties is not going to win you a game. And interestingly enough, that actually tied uh, with the Cowboys' most penalized game last season against the Giants in Week 12. So, uh, Again, we're talking about penalties, we're talking about, you know, lack of production in the red zone, we're talking about run defense being an issue, all the same kryptonites, if you will, that plagued the Cowboys last season, and I think that's what's more frustrating and concerning about this game is, these are issues that we've sucked dry out of talking about for the Dallas Cowboys, so... It was frustrating to see them take what felt like ten steps back in this game.
1: Yeah, and, and when you talk about some of the penalties, the the offense, the offensive ones were big too. Because, I mean, I think you had a offensive OPI against Ceedee Lamb, mm-hmm. and you, you had a couple false starts from uh, Terrence Steele. So I know. I will say that I, I, I'm I trying to be considerate of the fact that this was a new offensive line. You didn't have your normal center. Mm-hmm. And he's the he, he's the one that's telling, you know, giving all the cues and stuff. So I venture to say there probably was some communication stuff on the offensive line, but it's just, uh, it was a tough day. And, and to Christy's point, she mentioned the fact that every time there was some momentum, even on the defensive side, even some, when they would get a stop, flag and you just like come on dude like they couldn't get off the field and the jumping off sides I I believe that Tank categorized the way that the defense was playing was that they were antsy and they Mm -hmm. were eager that were the Mm -hmm. words that he used and you could see that um, you could see that in their play just we use the word you know very loosely but they were very undisciplined yesterday. And really,
0: yeah, and frustrated. Yeah. And and, and that, that, that was the that was the feeling on the sideline was frustration. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there was one point, uh, I think it was early in the second quarter where Al Harris, who is the defensive backs coach, came mm-hmm. down and gathered it, it it was the defensive linemen sit on the far right of the bench, and then you have the linebackers and then the defensive backs are more towards midfield. But um, the defensive linemen we're talking Al kinda gathered everybody up and said a little something and then DeMar, because it wasn't hellfire. And brimstone like sometimes you see and and i think that sometimes people think a lot of that happens on an nfl sideline and it really doesn't mm-hmm. it's usually pretty steady eddy on the sideline uh, and so there weren't all these raw, raw things happening, particularly in the second half. But when you when DeMarcus, and I'm glad you mentioned that word, antsy, I think it's that they knew that they needed to make a play because mm. they were the ones that were setting everything up through these first two weeks, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, who's going to make the play? Who's going to make the play? Who's going to make the play? Micah had that big sack fans erupt you know it's like all right here we go we're gonna turn and then
2: nothing just nothing real quick oh just a reminder you can text us your questions at 817-290-3298 ladies we got some hate mail here. It Barnacles. says, you all need to change your formatting just a little bit. Too much negativity, too much fo- finger pointing. A fan since 1961, go Cowboys. Well, fans since 1961, we would be doing an incredible disservice if we sugarcoated how bad this loss really was yeah. this week. I but mean, there's a we lot of I mean We, we
1: haven't gotten there. I mean, we haven't gotten there quite yet. We're going to talk about some of the positive stuff. Yeah, like, there, are, there were there some positives. this Believe week. Believe me. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, and, and, we
2: we need and to get this out of the way. Trust yeah, me. We don't, and, we don't like talking about this on a Monday just as much as y'all don't like. Hearing about it, yeah, and,
0: and thank <laughs> thank you for watching, and thank you for uh, the text. But there, I mean, yep. it's, there 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 are some positives, but I mean, facts are facts. We're not gonna they, it the they, they got they got beat. Mm-hmm. They got beaten all you. three phases. And like I said, hats off to the Cardinals. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're not the better team that day. It doesn't have to do with the talent. It's how the talent plays. Yep. And, what I was
2: yeah. Well, and what I was telling Aisha earlier before we started recording is this team was on a mountaintop you know the first two weeks of the season with how they were playing obviously yes this is a humbling loss look I would rather I would rather watch them lose to the Cardinals than watch them lose to the 49ers Watch them lose to the Eagles, and that mess a little bit
1: more with their playoff standing. Get the conference game. Yeah, it's still a, a conference, conference game, though. It's an NFC. But I know
2: I get what it you're It lights saying. the fire. It lights the fire. It ignites the fire to remind sure. them they don't like how this feels. They didn't like how it felt in San Francisco to lose that game during the playoffs. You don't like how this feels. Don't let it happen again.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm really curious. Um, the reason why we're on at three o'clock instead of our normal 4 o'clock Central time, Monday through Thursday. Today we're on at 3 because Mike McCarthy, um, his press conference was moved from 2.30 Central to 4 o'clock. And I wish that we had had a chance to hear from Mike. And and he'll never, you know, they don't give a lot of details about game plan. But I will say that when we go back to the fact that three three starters on the offensive line were missing, this isn't just, oh, Oh, three starters. Mm -hmm. No, this was with the the three guys (laughs) who were missing. (laughs) Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin, and Tyron Smith, a combined 336 career regular season starts. That doesn't include playoffs. That doesn't include all the Pro Bowls they've been in. 336 games, okay? Mm -hmm. They were standing on the sideline next to me. That ain't good. Mm -hmm. And instead, Brock Hoffman had played in five games with zero starts. T.J. Bass, a rookie, zero starts. He played uh, spot duty in the first two games. Mm -hmm. And then Chuma Adoga, um, who started at left tackle for Tyron Smith, uh, he had played 28 games and had uh, five career starts entering the day. So what I'm really curious about, and and Mike – Didn't go into great detail, but in our Cowboys radio interview in the pregame that he does with Brad Sham there at the stadium, Mike admitted that he was still rolling over some things with the game plan. As of Sunday morning. Yeah. That's something that is usually put to bed and you're putting the fine details on. And yet, because what time, what did we not see yesterday? We didn't see like Cavante, Turpin and Deuce uh, Vaughn on the field together. We didn't see a lot of the things that we saw in the first two weeks. Was that because they were doing extra stuff with tight ends to help with? um you know with protection and and with the run game we saw a lot we saw more of hunter Lipke helping with uh the run games you know fullback blocking in the eye and so um it'd just be fun to have a a Dr. Pepper with a little extra with Mike and Mm. the offensive coach (laughs) when there are no mics or cameras around and and find out how much how Uh, the adjustments that really took place
2: sure real quick we're going to take our first break when we come back there's still plenty to talk about i know aisha wanted to touch base on a lot of that we're going to talk a little bit of tight end productivity or where it has been where it was during this game we're going to talk about weapons not being utilized and we're going to talk about positives. people we're going to get some positives out of this game stay tuned this is girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw the preferred dating partner of the dallas cowboys we'll be right back talk boys talk presented by jigsaw the preferred dating partner of the dallas cowboys check out the latest and greatest addition to tours at at&t stadium and the start frisco meet jerry jones an interactive experience get a peek behind the curtain and into the fascinating life of jerry jones with a focus on innovative fan experience in partnership with at&t this interactive technology gives tour goers the opportunity to ask mr jones a variety of questions for more information and to book your tour you can visit DallasCowboys.com slash tours All right, ladies, let's go over some of these statistics from yesterday to kick things off, shall we? Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott had 249 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He completed 25 of 40 attempts. Tony Pollard led the team in rushing with 122 yards, 23 attempts, averaging 5.3 yards per carry. Uh, Let's see. On the receiving end, Michael Gallup, your reception leader for the Dallas Cowboys this week, seven targets, six receptions, 92 yards no touchdowns the only touchdown that came from the day from rico dowdle uh, had a touchdown there he had 25 receiving yards and 21 rushing yards there it's our offense then we'll work our way back to the defense in the next segment um and as always you can always text us your questions at 817-290-3298 okay aisha you went back i'm sure you watched some of this you've been stewing on this Hmm red zone lack of production for the Dallas Cowboys this is the third week that we're talking about it I think the first week it was like oh rain game okay Mm -hmm. excusable rain plan second week it was like okay they're just getting their feet on the ground they're they're getting their footing third week we're still talking about it Mm -hmm. what is going on or not going on in the red zone that is preventing the Cowboys from capitalizing and making Brandon Aubrey really work Uh, if you will.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, at least you know your kicker's all right, but yeah. um, one of the biggest things that i walked away from this game in particular, just curious about, because I'm trying not to use the other C word, but I'm curious about is the tight ends and the lack of usage that they're getting attacking the seams. I'm that is something that has been a part of this offense, and I know that they said that they kept 30% of it, but um, the the Cardinals they run too high safety, and then so when you do that, that's your opportunity to take advantage of the middle of the field, and I, I really just feel like watching this game, you could tell that the Cardinals did not look at the Cowboys tight ends as real threats like that, and granted, I do think that, um, I did see that, you know, Jake Ferguson was able to get out of space, do some things, but I am, I walked away concerned with the lack of usage of the middle of the field uh, this past week. And when you talk about the red zone, I believe that Mike McCarthy said that the corners were playing high. Well, the, well, the DBs were playing high, the Cardinals were, and that's why he decided to run in the mm-hmm. red zone the way he did because mm-hmm. they had light boxes. Well, you don't have the same offensive line that you typically do to be able to, you know, just pound the ball in there. So I, I, it's so weird because it, they, they do so well moving the ball and then they get into – get at the 10 or whatever. We had some – the penalties are a reason, too, why they're getting kicked back because they'll have some efficient plays. But then you also, too, on the offensive side of the ball, very similar to what we talked about the defensive side of the ball, guys got to do their job. Guys got to do their job. C.D. Lamb, you got to finish that play. C.D. Lamb, you got to make sure that you finish that that rub route so Brandon Cooks is open, like – there's also two execution things that are not being done. And so this passing offense in the sec- in the red zone has to show a threat because otherwise every team's going to play you straight up. And it's they're going to drop six. They're dropping six, seven people in coverage. That tells you what they think about, number one, how you can run the ball. And number two, they're going to make you beat them. So there has to be concepts. There has Mike McCarthy – has to create concepts that cause conflict to get guys open down there because it's a smaller window. Your timing has to be totally on point so your quarterback doesn't have a lot of time to redirect and stuff. And Dak said it yesterday. He said, maybe I got to use my legs. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah, boss. If they're dropping six and seven in in coverage, that means there's grass out there. You got to make them pay. This offense has to gain the respect Of defenses otherwise everyone's gonna play you tight everyone if you don't show a vertical threat everyone's gonna make sure they stack the line like it's it's frustrating because they move the ball so well until they get into the tent and then there's a lid on that thing and that just shouldn't be it just shouldn't be guys got to do their job you got to knock out penalties but I'm also asking my play caller to just to be a little better and you know cause some conflict be creative get guys opportunities to get the, you know, to get the ball. And you know, they're, they're doubling CD down there. I mean, it. I'm sorry. I know that was a ramble. But I just yeah. <laughs> no. – There, ha- those are the things that I am concerned about is the it's the passing offense because I believe that when the offensive line comes back, there will be opportunities down there for you to use a deuce file. Rico Dattle is a guy I know we're going to get into because I love him. I love how he's playing the game right now. But that – this is they have to earn respect from defenses to score down there because right now everybody's playing you straight up and they're not scared of what you're doing down there at
0: all yeah i'm glad you mentioned yep. dak using his legs when they're dropping back like that that 14 yard scramble on third and 12 oh, yeah, he early got in busy. the third quarter mm-hmm. that that was great and that that's what got him down there but you mentioned the penalties that was the chuma doga penalty yep. it was the, it was the 12th one of the game and you're in the first series of the third quarter so yeah. that that knocked him back um and, and that uh The first one they ended up uh, having to settle for uh, a brandon aubrey uh field goal so um you know that that was that was really tough so Mm
2: -hmm.
0: uh, i'm sorry the adoga penalty was on the second series in the third quarter excuse me that was the second series in the third quarter and that was when um they had the ball at the just inside the five yard Mm -hmm. line they needed to get to the one and it was incomplete to to cd the snap was
1: low the snap was low Dak. Fump, bump, bobbled yes. it, caught it. There, yep.
0: there were a couple times. That one That one I don't put on Hoffman, just from field level. And I'm, I'm sorry, I you know, I haven't talked to Hoffman or Dak specifically about it. But that one looked like the snap was good, and Dak took his eyes off of it for just mm-hmm. a second. But you mentioned the uh, we were talking about a couple of the false starts earlier. That first one that was called on Terrence Steele, that went hit everybody on the line. The entire offense moved, and the, the snap was half a beat late. Yeah. So I know that 78, Terrence Steele got called, but that was one of those right. issues where it's a it's a new center.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm looking through the penalties right now. Um, I'm staring at them. Oh, God. And the only person that had multiple penalties in the game was Terrence Steele. Okay. But, you're again, working, that first one wasn't on guys. him. Yep. yep. So we'll, we'll give him just one. The point is, across the board – Really, everybody had a penalty. You have Duran Bland, Osa, Micah, Jordan Lewis, T.J. Bass, Terrence Steele, Wanya Thomas, that one, please. F- feel like was you're the... Oprah,
0: and you get a penalty, and you get a penalty.
2: Osa, Dante Fowler, I mean, Chumay Doga. These are people that, Jonathan Hankins, you don't ever see get penalized. And here's the thing. Do I think this was a penalty-heavy game on both sides? Yes. More so for the Cowboys, obviously. But what gets me about it is it goes back to just playing very undisciplined football. And that's something that Mike McCarthy has always talked about when it comes to penalties is just playing very disciplined and knowing how to be smart when you know, it's a penalty heavy game. Say so that. for me, yeah. my biggest issue is, you know, what kind of game these guys are playing after you go into the locker room at halftime at that point, you already had a handful of penalties. Okay. It's one of those games play extra smart. And what gets me is for two weeks, we've been hearing that they're not chasing big plays, and that they're not trying to force things to happen. You saw the panic mode that came into the Cowboys when they were trying to chase things and make it happen. A lot of these penalties, offsides, offsides, holding, holding, face mask, playing out of desperation, not playing to just play and make something happen within that snap, right? Mm-hmm. It was it was playing to try to get ahead of where they were. They're constantly trying to play catch-up, and yeah, no, the, the penalties...
0: Yeah, it was, it was I, frustrating. I really
2: hope that this is the only 13 penalty game for the Cowboys
1: this season. Can you tell me about the Duron Bland play? Did you see? I just thought they got tripped up with each other. When I went back and rewatched it. The, the PI. The PI early in the game. The DPI that put them in position to go where they actually quarter, went to score
2: there. Yeah, second quarter uh, defensive uh, pass interference. Okay. I, I, to I, ask I, was,
0: I wasn't surprised with the call. I mean, it, it's a penalty yeah, of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I thought. It, yeah i know Runicles. it's it's a tough one when you're the cornerback you know he that's did, a tough yeah. one he's running
2: i, I think, know i think i think for me too the the most surprising one was the michael gallup one when i when i and the wanye thomas
0: the one on wilson oh, oh the, the one on wanye thomas yeah, yeah
2: that was uh let's see yeah. it was in the fourth quarter and the defensive offsides was it in the room with us i didn't see it that, um, one, we, that one I genuinely did not see. Um, the,
0: you, you know it's a tough day when Bones Fossil <laughs> is, is having a bad day and oh, he's, he's mad. And his unit uh, is, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but, again, that, you can't blame everything on the penalties, and we are not doing that. Yeah. We are not doing that. No, but, it to, um, it, but it just points to, but was it a huge factor? Obviously mm-hmm. it was.
2: But they shouldn't have but, to rely on a call to win a game. You're they exactly have to re- right. Re- relying exactly on right. A on a there. defensive pass interference on Michael Gallup to win the game.
1: However, it does need to be called correctly. Sure. Because the thing is, is like those plays change the game. Called, we,
0: called consistently. That's
1: fair. Consistently. Yeah. Consistently. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. That's a better way to put it. it does mm-hmm. they do need to be consistent? Because I mean, if that two six is if if two six getting tripped up with old dude is is pi. Then what the heck was that in the end zone? So that's what I'm saying. Like
2: yeah. it wasn't yeah. and,
1: and so even for us as fans it's frustrating. Or for us as people who work here as analysts are uh it's frustrating. But it's still just I, I, I'm glad that I I don't have to I'm not a coach because I think it's easy for everyone to be like, they gotta stay. Like it is, but I don't know what that feels like. I don't know what it feels like when you know like this guy's mm-hmm. grabbing me because I went back and watched the game. The Cardinals secondary is extremely grabby, very mm-hmm. grabby. Mm-hmm. They're scrappy. I'll give it to them. They're mm-hmm. scrappy. But even and so, there were, there were numerous holds that didn't get called for the Cowboys defense. I mean, and I just think the frustration built, and that played into the execution. So, yeah, they're going to have to be better. And um I felt like the run game was effective oh, when the it needed to game be though. Was great. We yeah, talked about that really here good. on the show. We yeah. said yeah. the running back should have a good day.
2: And the thing is is I think unfortunately when you lose this kind of loss and the last offensive drive ends with an interception. That's what's going to be talked about. Fair. But I don't think it's fair to let it overshadow that this game could have been a lot worse if Dak was not holding that ball like he was. I mean, for the amount of time he had to release that ball quickly, his O-line was collapsing, he was scrambling, he was using his legs a little bit more than what we've seen. Honestly... A lot of quarterbacks couldn't go through and hold the ball. Look at Daniel Jones week one. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me when the quarterback's being bullied with that amount of pressure that there's not going to be multiple turnovers, multiple interceptions. And for Dak to only have one in this game, and I just hate that that's going to be the conversation again, should tell you something that he was playing his butt off to hold that ball and not... Allow it to get in the hands of the defense. Yeah. yeah.
0: Hey, look, whenever the Cowboys lose, especially to a team that fans and media think they should take care of, and double digit underdogs. Anytime the Cowboys lose, it is like an episode of CSI. <laughs> mm-hmm. CSI the Star. We have this dead body, this corpse, which is the loss, and then everybody's analyzing and doing the autopsy and stuff.
1: No, it is. It is. No, you said it CSI. Is. The song so, Star playing in my yeah. head.
0: Yeah, CSI the Star. That's that's what it is. Used to be CSI Valley Ranch till oh, 2016, man. but um, no. I, but here here are the things. The Cowboys know exactly what they did wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Are these things fixable? Absolutely. Say that. Uh, Alignment, assignment, cutting out penalties, right? I mean, they they know what to do. Yeah. And thank goodness there is a 24-hour rule in football because it works both ways say that yeah. you, you can't get too high but you also can't get too low and tonight on the cowboy hour we have Oso Digizua okay the, the starting defensive tackle number 97 and during towards the end of the game last night I'm thinking oh man I, I feel bad for Oso because he's coming on the show the one time it's this year that it's not victory Monday and when mm-hmm. they gave up a lot of rushing yards and but at the same time I think he's going to be able to put things in perspective for us yeah and and I'm, I'm really um, anxious to talk to him about how, you know, you don't just put it behind you and pretend it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Right. But you learn from your successes, but especially uh, your losses. And mm-hmm. we'll see how they can practically apply it going into this week against the Patriots. What? We were
2: talking about this before the show, Aisha and I were. It's also not to be overlooked. The Cardinals played this like this was their Super Bowl. I mean, they put everything they had into winning this game because, again, we talked about this last week. They could not afford to be 0-3, getting ready to face the 49ers and then become 0-4 potentially. It that's also- just, they put everything that they had into making sure this was shut down early on. And and they said that throughout the week. They were talking about starting early, setting the tone early, and that's what they did. And the Cowboys just couldn't find their footing to get back into the game when they needed to, and when they would, a flag was thrown.
0: Well, what, what I think the Cardinals did was they finished. What's the word that you hear players and coaches say all the time? Finish, finish, finish. Finish the fight. It was the t-shirts uh, a, a few years ago. And, and they, they played really well. They played really well uh, in the first half, the first couple of weeks, and they couldn't finish it. And they totally folded in the fourth quarter uh, against the Giants. And they weren't going to let that happen, so kudos to them because they, they maintained, you know, they were consistent for the whole four quarters Mm -hmm. and did they have i think they ended up with like eight penalties and things like something like that i mean there were a few mistakes but what did they do they protected the ball they didn't give the ball Mm -hmm. away so the cowboys went from a plus seven in turnover differential and with zero giveaways and came out with a minus one so what's the number one indicator for most nfl games turnover differential Mm -hmm. cowboys didn't win a turnover differential had a lot of uh mistakes gave up big plays on defense and a lot of rushing yards couldn't capitalize on offense in the red zone so i'm sorry and we're not trying to be negative that's just that's what what happened that's the part of the autopsy results here
2: real quick uh we're going to take our next break when we come back we're going to switch uh to the side to the other side of the ball to the defense we're going to talk about that, and we're going to end on a positive note, uh, so make sure to keep sending us your questions, 817 290 3298 We're going to get to those as well. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw. We'll be right back.
0: At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the cowboys to bring that sixth ring home, but to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper because it's personality that matters the most not looks join jigsaw dating today dating partner of the dallas cowboys
2: you know that sound anywhere it's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip with its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans it's a sip away from perfection Back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, All right, ladies, let's get into this. We're going to talk defense. You can text us your questions at 817-290-3298. Keep them coming. Uh, We're going to answer them as they come in, so send us any questions uh, you might have or any feedback, whatever whatever your heart desires, uh, because that's mostly what we're getting right now. Um, All right, ladies, let's get into this. Uh, Christy, you were talking in the last block about this the Cardinals play a good played a good game right was it an incredible game not by any means let's look at some stats here for first downs they had 20 the Cowboys had 26 third downs Arizona was 5 of 10 the Cowboys were 9 of 16 uh let's see let's go to penalties they had eight penalties for 69 yards still not great for a winning team that's not something you want to see uh for a team that really went on to win they had three touchdowns their time of possession interestingly enough 25 minutes 27 seconds the Dallas Cowboys 34 minutes 33 seconds so there you go there's a positive Cowboys uh, got the time of possession there going for uh or looking at Josh Dobbs what he had he was 17 of 21 of completed attempts he had 189 passing yards one touchdown no interceptions However, 55 rushing yards. That run defense was tested by Josh Dobbs uh, as well. So, all right, ladies. The defense is not a unit that you're used to really picking apart when when it comes to games like this. This was a very uncharacteristic play or showing by the defense, I would say. A lot of the things that worked well for them, obviously, uh, just weren't happening during this game. The defense coming off of a very tough week a very uh hard week after losing Trayvon Diggs and you know it's is this kind of the post Trayvon injury that you're seeing does that have anything to do with what you saw if Trayvon was in this game would it have made a difference I mean really
1: that's I mean, he don't play. That's a question. He don't play inside the box. Um, but I will say that listening to Malik Cooker and listening to a couple of the other guys, I think J. Ron Kerr said something really great. He said their will was just stronger than ours, and that resonated with me. I mean, the first play of the game, Mike, Micah overshoots. Mm-hmm. He's overly aggressive. They use the defense. The, they use the defense's aggressiveness against them, and I mean, Micah. He runs up. He has the opportunity to make the tackle. He gets too deep. And Josh Dobbs, like, all the way down the field. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I um, I will say that Malik Hooker did talk about just the communication. Like he was saying that they were not they did not communicate well. They were not getting the signals and the, the cues down, you know, to the guys. And I think that's important. And when you do lose a guy like Trayvon Diggs, it does change change probably does change your communication because he's a guy that you can be sure knows where he's supposed to be. He can he's supposed to know his job. But even that big play to Michael Wilson, J. Jay Lou is passing off nobody. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah, literally right. is like you got him. No, he does not. Like, no, he does not. And so that's some of the miscommunication things that I think with the Trayvon digs out that they're gonna. It's gonna take some time for them to get in sync. You know, with sure. some of the new gentlemen coming in. We talked about Jordan Lewis. Oh, this is his second game back. It's a lot of responsibility for him to come out. Um, Donovan Wilson, this is his first game That's back, yeah. so you saw some of that communication stuff there, but one thing that does happen in in this league is when your defensive line, when your front seven doesn't look like they can stop the run, your secondary gets caught looking in the backfield because they think they gotta help, and that was something that we saw this game as well, so uh, yeah, I mean, it, it makes a difference on the back end, but from the front seven point of view, guys just gotta do their job, they gotta do their job it sounds easy but a lot of guys didn't do their job. A lot of guys were doing other people's jobs. A lot of people were doing other stuff. Like, <laughs> what are you doing here? So, um, yeah, no, nah, I think Trayvon Diggs being out makes a difference, but it shouldn't have made this much of a difference, especially when it comes to the rushing defense.
0: Yeah, and just the big plays given up at <laughs> at the worst times they yesterday. Hurt. That was the thing. And, and, and um, that's why time of possession, I'm going to quote, Babe Loffenberg, my Cowboys radio colleague, and he played eight years in the NFL at quarterback. That's his least favorite statistic Mm -hmm. because it's not necessarily – uh, quantity how long you have the ball it's what you do when you have it say that and and the cardinals mm-hmm. averaged seven over seven and a half yards per play yesterday and those big plays what the 45 yard uh, touchdown run mm-hmm. by more um the long one to hollywood brown that was a dagger i know his his touchdown was the two yarder but that one oh my gosh that was a huge play mm-hmm. um The Josh Dobbs run, as you mentioned, early in the game Mm -hmm. um, down the left sideline. So, yeah, you just you can't give up seven and a half yards per play. So um, and meanwhile, the Cowboys, they, you know, they weren't taken as many shots down the field and didn't have those big plays so yes they were able to pound it with the run game and so if I'd have told you coming into the day that the Cowboys were gonna um, have 416 total yards offense over 180 rushing yards and Tony Pollard would have over 120 yards you would say oh I bet the Cowboys won that game they controlled it right but no no because they they, they bogged down yeah they didn't capitalize in the uh, red zone and meanwhile it was the uh, Cardinals who you know doing really well in the run, and then made the plays down the field when they needed to. So, again, hats off to the Cardinals.
2: Absolutely. And something that I thought was so interesting is the last couple of weeks Dan Quinn has talked about only missing two tackles in the first – four total in the first two weeks of the game. That was gone. That Um. uh, was definitely gone during this game. It just felt like nobody knew – what their job was, it felt very confusing for everybody. And I mean, going into halftime, it just was there any adjustments made? Uh,
0: that's uh, look. Sure. We, yeah Yes. We, because, I mean, they came out and they had you know a good stop stops. in the in the yeah, yeah, yeah. beginning of the third quarter. And then yes, they and and is the coaches always say Ugh. if you wait till a halftime to make adjustments, you waiting too long. They are trying to make. All that through, throughout the game, so they were trying. Yeah, yeah it just yeah. wasn't
2: panning out. Well, I, I mean, it's this is just again the most uncharacteristic version of this defense, and yeah, I think it, that's what's so confusing and, and about you're,
0: it. You're right about. It. You know, there, there were a lot. There were more yards after contact for the opposing offense mm-hmm. yesterday than there were through the first two games. You know, there was really sure tackling the first couple of things, but like. Ayesha, you were saying, you know, just at the beginning, just just one misstep, just one step this way and they're going the other way, you know? But Mm -hmm. again, it goes back to alignment, assignment. I love that. But to the alignment
1: part though, I will say that confused me a bit. And I'm gonna I'm really glad, you know, we're gonna have the opportunity to ask Dan Quinn some things Mm -hmm. after here because there were quite a few times that the Cardinals front I mean, they're running 12 personnel, 13 personnel. And the Cowboys are in the nickel, like they're in the nickel, which is where they have, you know, the safeties in as linebackers. And every time the Cardinals seen that, they, they're they running at Marquise Bell. They are like the beginning of this game spe- specifically, the Cowboys looked undersized against their combo blocks, their double teams and things like that. And so I I was wondering – what the thinking was in that because that was that was something that the Cardinals took advantage of they took advantage of and this is something we saw in I believe the Giants game that first drive against the Giants where they came out they had a smaller a smaller lineup Sam Williams Mm -hmm. um, Chauncey Goldston uh also Diggy Zool we talked about this and they were efficient they were efficient like the Giants were they were being successful because they had more size and immediately next time down the field Dan Quinn makes the adjustments oh no Hankins get you get your tail out there like Mm -hmm. and you saw their that size make a difference in the middle and they just no, they attacked this that's not they really attacked the Cowboys small smaller like the DBs and the safeties specifically even the DNs on the outside, they attacked the perimeter, and it was effective. And I was I was disappointed because I was kind of waiting for you know that that adjustment to be made, for those changes to be made. And they and it was not. It was really up and down as yeah. far as the alignments and the personnel packages.
2: Well, real quick, ladies, let's end on a positive note. Yeah, 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 yeah on My girls bad. talk, boys talk. <laughs> no, it's okay. Let's end on a positive note. We can continue to dissect this tomorrow, especially after we hear from Mike McCarthy and the coordinators. Uh, here in the next 15 minutes or so mm-hmm. uh, when we hear from that, we can talk about it more tomorrow, but we have a tradition here on girls talk, boys talk every Monday or uh, Friday or uh, let's see Tuesday, I mm-hmm. guess, depending on when the game is we give our game balls out and just because it's a loss doesn't mean we can't do Christy. it today. <laughs> there were some good things that we could take out of it. Some
1: who's your person. Um, give a
0: game ball. It, it's nice to see Michael Gallup, nope. Um uh, you know have a have a really good game and um so i I'm gonna go with Michael Gallup for my game ball
1: you you go you go, dang you it go. um <laughs> I think i'm gonna go with d law because even when you look at the game, he was sound, he was sound yeah he, everybody else might not have played his assignment, he did like their assignment he did he was sound um his pursuit was still there too you know cuz if you looked yeah. at the game you saw they looked dejected sometimes he didn't <laughs> he was still out there doing his job and um i know it seemed like it was important to him to still play through the adversity to be the example and he he played a good game he Law did
2: game. um i loved when the camera would go to him on the sideline and you saw the, you get the, the death stare D-law. the
1: death stare that
2: is not something that you want to see if you're an opposing quarterback um I'm going to go with Rico Dowdle because oh, yeah. he had a great game. It was great, great so game. good to see Rico be able to put on full display why he was selected to be the backup to Tony Pollard. And it, to me, he's had adversity in his career with injuries and not having the opportunity to show what he can do, uh, whether it was in his control or not, injury wise, or just the timing of coming onto the team. And now, You have officially entered the Rico Dowdle era, and I'm so excited uh, to continue to see more of him. He's physical.
0: He's
2: (laughs) fast. He's a bullet when he finds that hole, and Mm -hmm. I'm so excited that he got his first NFL touchdown. Uh, So excited uh, for him and to talk about it with him this week. But, ladies... That is all the time we have. I'm going to cut us short today because we have to run up to go uh, listen to Mike McCarthy and the coordinators. But thank you guys so, so much for watching. We'll be back tomorrow to continue to dissect this game, how the Cowboys can move forward, and then we will turn the the page to all things Cowboys Patriots coming up this weekend already for week four of the 2023 regular season. Ladies, thank you. Thank you, uh, Christy. Shout-out cookies. Thank <laughs> you. From the team these. plane. I did
0: not bake them. We so. are going to That's need Susan these That's Susan from American today. Airlines. Shout thank you, out. Susan.
2: Shout-out, Susan. We appreciate you. <laughs> and we appreciate all of you guys that watch. Thank you so very much. Have a great rest of your day. Be positive. Take a breath. We'll be back here to vent it out a little bit more. This is Girls Talk Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. See you tomorrow.